Banta with Tony and Mimi. A cross-generational conversation between a millennial. We are now in therapy to undo those oh. competitive things that we have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> to knock down the ego. Eh? And a Gen Zer. Oh my gosh, years. <laughs> I was literally thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Join us as it is bound to be exhilarating, exciting, entertaining, and healing. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Banta with Tony and Mimi. Oh, that was a long one. Well, yes. You had your Mariah Carey going on over there. Hello, Mm -hmm. everyone. Yes, hello, hello. Of Banta. We're going to Banta. Somebody asked me, I was like, what is Banta? I was like, yeah, to talk. And she was like, in your language? I was like, no, No, like the English word, but we just ended it with an A. So we don't say banter. Yeah, instead of us saying banter, we're bantering. We're saying Banta because, you know, we're African. So Same. I had to explain from that from one just your, in case other chest. people out there are wondering what is banter. <laughs> That's, That's where I came too. from. I know. I over here bantering, oh. talking back and forth. Oh. Oh, you know they say forts. They don't say the back H's. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. and back. <laughs> <laughs> so pop culture. Today is my episode that I'm running. So actually I will go it's first. Tony. Yes. Yes. By now, I'm sure everybody and their mama, because 30 million people have seen Cat Williams's interview 30 on views. 30 okay, million. I'm not one of the 30 million that have seen it, but mm-hmm. I am one of the people that know. Because if you haven't seen it like me, you have heard of it. Yeah, you've I, seen enough on TikTok, all the little clips. Well, yes. On Club Shay Shay. Oh, I'm not subscribed to. Like, Uncle watches it too. So oh, me and him. That? Club Shay Shay. That's Shannon Sharp. So he was oh, uh, a retired football player. About, I thought you were trying to make a little nickname for the Shade Room. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> wow. I'm not, I do not vibe with Shade no, Room. No, no. I stopped following Shade Room a while ago. No yes. offense to them. They're doing their thing over there. Every now and then I'll see little snippets of stories yeah. that they post about certain things. But I just don't. Yeah. I'm not. But no, Club Shay Shay is Shannon Sharp's podcast. Okay, so, so that's the guy he was being interviewed mm-hmm. by. Yes. And he's done some great interviews lately. Like he just did Kirk Franklin less than a month ago, I feel oh, like. Oh, mm-hmm. That was a good interview. So Cat Williams got on there because apparently some other oh, comedians the- had been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what it was. It yeah. Was other 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 comedians, comedians had been yeah. on there and he felt like they had said things that were inaccurate. So he was there oh. to set the record straight. And in his midst of setting the record straight, a lot of people caught some stray bullets. So he really went on there to get at Ricky Smiley. Cedric the Entertainer and Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. So everything else that occurred that was asked to him and anything else he said was really just strays that people caught. Kanye West and Yeah, all of that stuff. <laughs> okay, so this is what I think. I think, did he say some things that were valid? Yes. But is Cat Williams now the end-all be-all of truth? No. Mm. Nobody is. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Every situation that happens, there's always interpretations of it. Like me and you can sit here now. We have the same experience, mm-hmm. but how you are going to interpret it, how I'm going to interpret it is different. That's the why they truth. always say exactly yeah. that the truth is somewhere in the middle because mm-hmm. you take both persons interpretations and then you are like, okay, so what really happened here? Mm-hmm. So in his case, we're only getting his point of view, but throughout the years, we have kind of indirectly or directly received the point of view of the other people. And especially when they came on the show and also gave their take mm-hmm. on how things happen. So then now it's our job as the listeners to go between those two stories and say, okay, where's the truth here? Mm-hmm. So I say that because the ludicrous statement that he made, I didn't agree with it. Like, is he saying that there's a pattern of the men in Hollywood when they get famous, they tend to have, you know, the women of a lighter complexion or the women that look oh. like they're mixed? So colorism. Yeah. Topic. But I do think that that's valid. 
I well, think. Yes, look at Diddy and Cassie. And I think it's part of like. Daisy and Beyonce. Yeah, it's part of African American culture that. Kanye um, West and Kim Kardashian, even though she's not even black. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it it is real. Like, I feel like it's part of African American culture and it's there for them to talk about it. Like, this idea. I mean, tell me why some people love Michelle Obama, but they love Michelle Obama for the fact that somebody like Barack Obama chose to be with oh, a woman that's, that's of a darker nice. complexion. That That is a reality. Like, you know? Oh, so, yeah. Because usually, whenever you find a man that's famous, whatever it is, he's always going to be with a woman that's lighter complexion or or that's like ambiguous. Yeah. The, but that's why I say okay, African-American yeah. because mm-hmm. then when you look at our African community, obviously it's that's, a totally different formula. Of <laughs> it's a totally different formula. Like so I think it's something for the African-American people, African-American community to talk about because that stuff is real. Some of, so, it, some of them. Yeah, for some of them. All not all of them. All. But for some of them in the industry, that stuff does apply. So I feel like that's there. Is it intentional? Is it part of their... Only they can answer for themselves. I don't know what that is. Mm. They come from an older generation too. A lot of these people that he's talking about. So whether or not they realize it, they have equated the fact that if I want to be successful, if I'm at the, the top of my career, mm-hmm. I need to have somebody that looks like this next to me. Pal- palatable to the people, yeah. to the audience that I am now kind of you know in charge but, of but, and but then a lot of their audiences are black so that don't even make sense to me like palatable but then in what? the black community light-skinned people yeah. colorism exists been, yeah mm-hmm. and there are lots of people that still practice it and that they might not directly even, even it, admit yeah. it but it's there even so you don't admit it even if it's like something that you don't know you're doing which is um well yeah even if it's subconscious it's there. it's still there it's there and i'm thinking like that's what he was trying to say but then he mentioned little chris and then he said the wife had a funny looking face and i'm like come oh, on now not, like what we're oh. not gonna do is men coming on any kind of media talking <laughs> bad about women and their looks that's what we're not gonna do period and then she african too so we're definitely not gonna do so that Chris's because wife is dark. she's gabonese no she's i've seen pictures of her mother and then she always shows like her little sister mm-hmm. and they're obviously like darker what? like they look like oh. african and then so i'm thinking like her dad or something must be okay um i don't know exactly what but her dad is of a lighter complexion because mm-hmm. clearly the way she looks compared to like her family members mm-hmm. she looks mixed okay let's just say that okay but either way i was like no you're not gonna be doing that because she does not have a funny looking face she's pretty she is and then she's my african sister so you definitely not gonna be talking right. like we draw the line so we should have drawn the line at her looks but <laughs> should not be talking about yes yeah. he made a valid point as far as saying like a lot of them tend to have wives that are lighter or have ambiguous racially race. ambiguous and they're just racially ambiguous partner. like what are they oh she's black but she's also asian she she's this oh, she's, she's from the island you know, oh but she's oh, also from, from the, the eastern yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay, okay she's, got you, got you know you. that's what they like so that's the reality of it and it is what it is but yeah, that part I didn't appreciate. So I think for me, it was a good, it's a long interview too. There were oh, lots of good that? points that he made. I think it was like two hours and, and 40 minutes or something. You watch the whole thing? Of course I do. I will never talk. Like that's always been my thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is why I will consume really whatever is out there to a certain degree. There are certain things I don't mess with. Yeah. But I will not speak on something if I've not watched it. I don't care how many times people too. are going to talk about it or because. have opinions. I need to watch it for myself and exactly. formulate my And own then also opinions. because if you didn't watch it, how am I supposed to sit here and like actually like take knowledge of your opinion and your perspective? Because I'm over here. That's why I'm quiet because I never, I haven't You've seen not seen it yet. But a lot of people do that. They'll be talking loud as heck you and you ain't never watched nothing you are never consumed nothing you over here criticizing everything the person does but you ain't never listened to their music you ain't never i just don't understand how can you criticize something that you have not analyzed for yourself you know a cat william all you know we see the comedian that's why he was never funny but (laughs) 
exactly like <laughs> can you have one line like, like. And, and that's the thing like i've always been a fan of cat williams and i still will i think for me afterwards i just come to realize they're all black people in hollywood trying to make it and at the end of the day even all the things that he tells the stories that he's telling is that there's a system in place that's been there mm -hmm. that has a certain formula that says mm -hmm. you need to follow this formula in order to succeed and mm -hmm. it takes a person that has a strong sense of self mm -hmm. a person that has a compass that's guiding them to say okay this might be the formula that you guys have created but there are certain parts of it that's not okay with me and then you're able to walk away and say whatever that means if that means i'm not going to make a hundred million dollars if that means i'm not going to have 500 million people following me i'm okay with that but these are the things that i will do and these are the things that i will not do mm -hmm. and you yourself personally have those boundaries and then you're just okay with it yeah so i think for him it was the fact that a narrative was being sold out there saying that he's a drug addict he's impossible to work with he's this and that when he's like really no there's a path that they have set and i just chose not to follow that path so it's mm -hmm. not because i'm a drug addict or because i'm hard to work with is that i don't want those things or i don't want to accomplish them the way that these people have mm -hmm. and we can all see it if you are a thinking person from the outside you get to notice that okay this person might have been you know somewhat famous but for them now to get now to this level where it's like astronomical fame yeah, you can see the patterns that happen for people record. exactly yeah. as they get there so we all as regular consumers as everyday people we have seen it like yeah it's not news to us we know it's there yeah we the colorism it. thing we have seen it mm -hmm. we see it time and time again over and over i mean how many times even like with the athletes like don't get us started oh, that please. stuff is really real with them oh, like please. we see these things we are very much so well aware of them and i think that's why a lot of people deny any of the things that he, he said because you know it's because there. there's truth there to what mm -hmm. he's saying it's just he made a mistake there i think he shouldn't talk about anybody's face body whatever it is like he might have his preference as to what he likes with a woman and you can just be like okay she's not my cup of tea i don't you know but that's my take on yeah. there i think it was the interview that was truthful it was honest it was his truth and yeah he needed to come on there and defend himself and represent for what he believes and i think he, it's well within his right and they did a great job i liked every moment of it cat williams is hilarious yeah he is so he gets mad because he's like why are you guys even mentioning me in the same breath as some of these people that are not even on my level <laughs> the same breath no, for real because they're not though yeah one of my favorite lines in there is he told shannon like your affinity to losers is concerning to me <laughs> That's what the yeah. clips I saw on TikTok. Yeah. That's Cat Williams. Mm -hmm. So, yes. like, that's just him. So, that's my pop culture. What's yours? Okay, so basically, the Emmys, uh -huh. all the acting awards no. have happened. The Golden Globes happened. Uh -huh. The Emmys, though, because that's like TV, right? Yeah, Television. Emmys is for TV. Golden Globes is movies. And, of course, Oscar awesome. is also for the movies. And, like, the film, mm -hmm. the big films and everything. Mm -hmm. But the Emmys have recently happened and passed. And The Bear is a show that was nominated i think 11 times and Ooh. one yeah i think it was 11 don't call me on that because oh, well you have to you have to be That's sure what i'm checking out you have to be sure about what you say on this air but they won like three or okay. four no it was three which ones did they win okay so they were nominated for outstanding comedy series mm -hmm. lead actor jeremy allen white he won for the bear supporting actress Ayo, I don't know how to say her last name. So can you say it again? Let's see. It is Ayo Edebiri. Ayo, Ayo Edebiri. I think okay, that's how Okay, so basically it, that's, Edebiri. I'm just bringing the bear up for her. So Nigerian girl. Yes, African yes. girl. Representing. She won her first Emmy for yeah. her role in Is this her first like lead role in general? No, it's not her first lead role. She's done other things, but this is her first 
Emmy win. I've never heard of her before. Okay, she so I'm going to have to check out oh, the show. She, yes. What's the premise of the show? Yeah. Give the us a little bear, synopsis. Okay, so The Bear, it's like a comedy Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just like a fun comedy show, but with substance. Like there's stuff going on in the show, mm-hmm. but it's about Carmi, who is a chef. So there, this is like a culinary show. These are all oh, the okay. characters are chefs, and so Carmi's brother recently passed away, mm-hmm. and his family they were really big. Their love was shared through food. Mm. So his brother owned a restaurant and he passed away, trigger warning, due to suicide. Mm. So that in itself, that was like Carmi. He was hard for him to deal with and even come back to this restaurant because when his brother passed away, he found out that he left the restaurant for him, for Carmi. Mm. So Carmi comes to the restaurant, but when he comes back, his cousin, I guess when his brother passed away, was left to run it. And it's like BS. Like this. <laughs> no, because like the, the food is bad. No, it looks a hot man. The food was never bad, but oh, okay. it was it was not up to par. So Hell's Kitchen. What was that name of that show? Gordon Ramsay when he was. Yeah, it was Hell's Kitchen. Okay. No, no, no. It's Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. Basically uh-huh. that Carmi walked into that. But before, where Carmi was before, he was like a high culinary chef. Mm. So he worked in like four-star restaurant creme de la creme yes but then he found out that his brother passed Michelin star well then that's where he worked in for something oh. I mean he came to his duty of running the restaurant saw the restaurant was trash and so basically Ayo's character is a chef who she had a struggling ways too a lot from what I've watched I haven't finished season two but we've gotten glimpses of her story but we haven't got her full story mm-hmm. from what I've seen yet but she comes is looking for a job because Carmi puts out a job posting for chefs who like you know need a job to come work for the restaurant Ayo comes in and well yes that's basically what's her name on the show her name is Sydney Sydney yeah Ayo Edebiri okay I will check out the little clip that you showed me the entire time I'm just like oh my gosh a young African girl yeah she said she's very confident like when she speaks Mm -hmm. she just like it was just refreshing to see and Mm -hmm. like in the outfit she had on for the award show she was so classy and I like the hair when it was like flipped out flipped out and her those um silhouette dress it was black she was giving class this was a big movie i feel like in my generation a lot of people who did watch it the movie bottoms it was don't know what that is yeah (laughs) ayo is the she's a black girl i don't know her name (laughs) ayo is the ayo is the black girl yes no yes bottoms yeah she's the back the black girl from bottoms i don't know her name in the movie so I, but I do know her real name, so you, y'all can't get me on that. So, well, yes. Well, good for her. So mm-hmm. she won for Supporting Actress. Yes. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bo-bo. we like to see that. We like. I watched the Golden Globes, and that mug was boring. I fell you asleep. You watched it? I watched it, like, after. Mm. Not was when it? it was happening. When I watched it when it? I came home from work. Mm-hmm. So I was already sleeping. So let me be honest there. I was already sleeping. I had worked an overnight shift. So <laughs> imagine. Drowsy. Yeah. But usually, like, if something catches my attention, I will stay up and still watch. So I started oh, watching it. But I fell asleep because the jokes weren't landing. Oof. Color Purple was nominated. They didn't win anything. One <gasps> of the... Se- well, at least to the point... Let me just be honest. Out? To the point that I stopped watching, which is probably like halfway through the show. Well, they hadn't won anything at that anything. point. So I don't know if they did later on. There is a black girl that did win a Golden Globe. Now I'm trying to remember for what she did for, but I remember saying I need to go back and look so that I can go and watch her movie. Because mm-hmm. usually a lot of times the movies that are nominated, I have never seen, ever, sometimes even never even heard of until right. the award shows. And I'm like, oh, what? Especially for the Oscars. It's like, what are you oh yeah, best they, film in the it. Oscars. They like to give the move the award to the people we've never heard of, moving that no, but nobody but two people and their me. relatives saw it. <laughs> Those are always the ones that win it. If you mm-hmm. want to get an Oscar, being a movie that nobody has heard of, you get it. Wow, yeah. no. 
they didn't win. Well, it said neither nominees scored an award. Yeah. The actresses that were nominated for an award for the color purple. Yeah, because what's her name from Orange is the New Black? She was nominated. Danielle. Danielle Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, Danielle Brooks. She was nominated, but yeah, she didn't didn't win. win. But then I saw, I did see her post. That's how I knew she didn't win. Um, She was like, she was like, oh, I didn't win or something, but I'm the trophy or something. Yeah. She and didn't. You, yeah, she took it with, with grace. And you always have to realize those things don't validate you. I know yeah. it's like you put in so much work, you want to be recognized. And yeah, But for me, once I realized like a lot thing. of these awards, it's because of the socialization that happens on behind the scenes, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. not always measure because of the merit of your work. Well, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all about who you know, because there's a group of people that go and they vote for the movies. So... If you know enough people that can influence, mm-hmm. that's why people that we have not heard of win because obviously somebody in their team mm-hmm. knows the enough big, people big enough and pulls exactly yeah. and influence. So once I realized that, I stopped getting mad because I used to get mad a lot because I'm like, no, this person had a great performance. They deserved it. Those awards are not about the merit. It's about who you know. Right. That's why certain people win every year. Every moment they're nominated, they get it because they know it enough people. Sat so down. yes, it is what it is. Period. But I'm happy for her. That yeah, me too. And after them winning an Emmy, the show did pick up traction like socially. But I watched it months ago when it did come out and like the, you know, okay, so I was just watching a TikTok. I forget his name, but he was like, I have a gift of knowing when something is good, good. or big. Like, you know what's going to hit. I watched that show. I was like, now because this is, show is too good for nobody not to hear. And then I go on Twitter. I see people are watching on Twitter. I feel like me and this little group of people uh, on some social platforms, especially on Twitter, we always like, okay, this song was good. Okay, this song wasn't good. This show was good and then we were like we put it down and then a couple months later or weeks later it would be picked back up and it would be winning emmys like come on oh like, so on. you guys are well uh, yes predictors yes well yes you guys yeah, see you guys own. see into the future you are gifted to know which shows are going to that's be. a raving yes so when when they bring it to you they need to actually come and say mariam i watch this and tell us is it going to get an award yes okay, okay. having good taste and quality and predicting oh that's i can make some money on it all right, all right, madam. You got, you got it. Well, you got yes. the talent. Okay. Topic. Yes, that's our pop culture. We always take a while for pop culture, but that's because yeah, we both because, love it. So right. it is what it is. Our topic for today is competition. Okay. Competition. To compete yes. or not to compete. That <laughs> to is win the question. Or not to win. <laughs> Yes. So competition. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're having a cross-generational conversation. So we want to talk about what has competitiveness look like for your generation and what does it look like for mine? So my first question is, do you compete with people like whether it's personally, professionally, just in any kind of realm that you're in? Do you find yourself being competitive with people? Personally, I feel like I do have a competitive spirit or like competitive antics about like, you know, myself especially at work but then I think this is what we were talking about earlier because we were talking about the differences and how our generations perceive competition Mm -hmm. and I was telling her I feel like a lot of people in like Gen Z or whatever in my generation okay so it's like two things it's like I was saying I'm telling her everybody has built up this like ego slash procession of themselves everyone comes out swinging is the best top mm-hmm. one i'm the go i blah, blah, blah. i feel like that's the thing across the board that a lot of us think like just have like the top tier confidence but then when it comes to competition it's like we do have the thought that nobody can compete with us because we already are the best but then at the same time yo, everybody's saying that they are competing with each other to actually be the best and going above and beyond 
and doing outrageous things when you look at like mm-hmm. the sense of like social media and the people of our generation who have like the social power to actually compete for who is the best spot mm-hmm. so that's one but then two I feel like a lot of people in our generation also shy away from the word or the actual cold hard concept of competition because everyone wants to be so humble mm-hmm. or to walk around kind of thinking you're the best or knowing you're the best inside but not showing it or mm-hmm. not expressing it mm-hmm. to avoid any like conflict Negative or backlash. Worrying, exactly worrying about being seen as a bi stuck up. yeah stuck up little diva or somebody who is big headed or just full of themselves mm-hmm. i feel like that's like two of the parts that come into our generation and i feel like personally not that I think I'm the best but I do think I like do try to go and compete with people for the sake of like at work knowing that something can be done okay I'm gonna do it because I know I can get it done the best or I can get it done to its best ability Mm -hmm. not because I'm trying to crap on my co-worker and Mm -hmm. make them feel like doo-doo or not throw them under the bus in order to make yourself look good or feel good because at the end of the day it's getting the task done Mm -hmm. and you want to be the yeah I want to be the one to win the employee of the month exactly employee of the year like yeah and and nothing wrong with that right I'm always gonna yeah so I think Mm -hmm. you hit it on the head Mm -hmm. I think for my generation it was like don't let any millennial lie to you that they were not (laughs) in competition we were very much so in competition and Mm -hmm. we were very much so loud about it when we feel like we had won something or Mm -hmm. we have the upper hand Mm -hmm. in this competition that we were doing I think it lingers too Oh yeah us seeing that we are are now in therapy to undo those competitive things that we have been doing (laughs) to knock down the ego eh? hmm. it's not even that though okay so school okay when Hi. i was going to school it's announced like when they announce these things it does something to you because mm-hmm. like you know when you graduate from college or high school or whatever you know the people with the with the stole the ones that have the special stole that's how you know yeah. they got the top grades mm-hmm. this person's part of the honor society because yeah she's doing x y and z so we but then compete. there's a girl yeah. part of the honor society and the yeah um, oh yeah those ones that ha- the ones that you're looking at them you're like what time in your life do you have because you are doing model un mm-hmm. you have 4.5 gpa Chai. you have track uh, you are doing basketball every season doing, you have a sport you are oh, a ncaa champion books, you are a brave this mm-hmm. you have all the awards and all the this and the and yeah those people i want to know how their life is going as far as therapy wise because you're so used now to like measuring everything about yourself with that Mm -hmm. so i think our generation we definitely were very competitive and we're very open about it and like you're saying there's good competition and there's bad competition yeah i think there's one competition good competition like when it comes to work or achieving things i think Mm -hmm. that's great like you just said just make sure you're not throwing people under the bus just make sure that you're not doing things that are negative negatively affecting other people just because you want to climb the ladder nobody likes that it doesn't feel good but yeah it'll show yeah Mm -hmm. right so competition in that way is good negatively i think when people compete with people and the other party is not aware you're not in competition now you're just being a hater because that happens a lot you're being weird you're being weird like healthy competition means we're both aware of it like let's say me and mimi we do music Mm -hmm. and we both do r&b music Mm -hmm. and i i've already acknowledged that mimi is like one of the best r&b singers Mm -hmm. mimi has already acknowledged that i'm one of the best r&b singers Mm -hmm. so it's like when mimi comes out with great music i'm actually vibing to her music i love it and it inspires me to then go on and be like okay what am i going to go into the studio and come up with exactly and so me and mimi at, at every single point we're bringing out the best work that we have but we are also very much so aware of each other and we're Mm -hmm. not like trying to like 
take each other out. It's like the Michael Jackson and the Prince thing. Right. The fans always like it was were yeah. arguing about who's the best. But between the two of them, I'm sure like behind closed doors, it's like okay, they both knew who they were and what it's, they brought exactly. to the table. Exactly. You know? So that's the healthy kind. Yeah. The one where they are competing with you, you don't even know you are being competing. Yeah, competitizing with other people. <laughs> competizing. You don't even know that you are competitizing. Right. Those no, are the ones that is like definitely true. Dude, you running that race by yourself that's with yourself saying. for yourself. Because we were also talking about the root of it all, and yes. the way you were just explaining what you were mm-hmm. explaining, I feel like true healthy competition sparks inspiration yes and then like the negative i feel like it's rooted in envy or mm-hmm. it's rooted in insecurity when you think when about it's it negative, yeah. because true and healthy inspiration like seeing that like the example she just used seeing that we both make good music okay let me hear her new her new track i'm mm-hmm. going to be inspired to go make something mm-hmm. because of how good i think her work is mm-hmm. and that sparks inspiration and that sparks actual like you know you wanting to get to your fullest potential mm-hmm. but then i feel like negative competition if i were to listen to her music knowing it's good but i feel like when i say like sparks in- insecurity because you have that insecure voice or you're not so secure in yourself and you're like knowing that you can do it so mm-hmm. it's like all right no her her stuff sounds better than mine or um oh, I can never make a track like that, but I'm going to go try anyway. But then at the end of the day, when you're trying to do all that, da, 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 being it, it being sparked by insecurity or it being rooted in envy, it's going, you're going to look like a big-headed, low person because knowing deep down inside, mm-hmm. you're trying to scream out that you're better than her, but mm-hmm. you don't even believe it on the inside. So you're mm-hmm. going to do malicious things or what you say is not going to match up to what you do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I was malicious about, or I thought that insecure about her new track, oh, I'm going to go, I'll try to break into her computer. I was going to say, you're going to do more than just the track. Yeah, gonna you're going to try to ruin her music. That's ruin her saying. image do all the things in I'm there because some of her stuff I'm gonna steal exactly. her producer I'm yeah. gonna go rip up her little diary because you're like just so sparked up by the fact that you don't believe that you can do it or mm-hmm. you just want to do so much better than this person mm-hmm. so you're gonna do everything in your power not knowing that your power at the end of the day could be used to actually making mm-hmm. a good track or living to your fullest potential or being inspired at the end of the day yes there's healthy competition and there's unhealthy, unhealthy competition. in healthy competition I think you also have to remember you have the ability to also stay in your lane mm-hmm. like i'm taking a little bit from sarah jake roberts because mm-hmm. she had just had a sermon that i listened to i had to listen to it second time but literally the name of her sermon was staying in your lane mm-hmm. and i think it's there like when you're competing with people you still know because regardless if me and mimi are both r&b singers for example mm-hmm. i still have a voice that's my own right. i still have a way how i do my thing right. so it's like i'm aware of what she's doing but you know She's Jill Scott. I'm Erica Badu. We're both neo soul singers, but we're but totally we're different people. Our, we got we're our thing totally different. Like, yeah. So That's when you I'm don't saying. stay in your lane, you're not focused. You're not have a sense like you're sure of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's when the competition goes into like a negative space. Right. So, all right. So my next question for you is. Do you ever compare yourself to others as far as like, you know, being competitive like that? Like, oh, this person has done this, so I must now do it too. Or this person has done that. So I have to go ahead and try to copy what they're doing or do something similar. Do you compete that way? I feel like that feeling, yes. I feel like a lot of everyone can say that they felt that way before at some point in their life. If anything, inspiration, I feel like for me, that is where 
it like sparks for me seeing that somebody has done something that I feel like I can do or I wish I would have done it like before them. Like mm. I wish I would have got, oh, I wish I would have did that first. I would have gone to that first. But then also kind of like when I feel that way, I sit back in myself and like see how what they've done. If it's something that I didn't know before, if it's something that I've just like stepped my foot in. Well, for example, in high school, I was in theater. So I did these plays called, we had winter one acts. Mm-hmm. So it would be like during the winter, kids like from all, it was, it was like freshmen to seniors would come and audition and you would get the role in one acts. I did it from junior year to senior year so I only did it twice Mm -hmm. but there was this one girl in the cast and I think she did it from freshman to senior year and now we actually found out that she's now on Broadway Mm -hmm. where she got like into Broadway and I'm like oh my gosh girl wow but if anything when I did join the one acts and like saw that I guess she was like the theater girl Mm -hmm. so if anything first of all I did like I liked theater but that was my first time actually being in like something serious like that and actually acting on stage and learning lines and all of that so yes it was something that I've always wanted to do but then again I've never done it this seriously before and then to see how easy it was for her and see how like easy it was for her to learn her lines or to pick up on the songs or to you know learn cues Mm -hmm. it was like dang oh I'm really a newbie to this but then it wasn't nothing that I saw her as like somebody I had to take down. Like it was like, oh my gosh, like she's been in here longer. And they so can look up to the you person. Can look up to her. And like it was an area to learn as well. Yeah. yeah. A simple fact of somebody kind of like knowing or doing mm-hmm. it earlier than you did it or doing it longer than you do it. So they know more, not necessarily meaning they're better than you, mm-hmm. but it's like they know more. So they have achieved the skills and the knowledge to actually live to their fullest potential the closer and closer they get to it. But I feel like I, I did a good job and I have like skills in theater, but I didn't know as much. I was like lacking yeah. knowledge and, you know, experience. And she was like that benchmark that you could right. say, okay, if I get like whoever X, Y, whatever her name is, Lauren, if I get like Lauren yeah. or I'm able to memorize my lines like Lauren, then, mm-hmm. you know, the sky's the limit. That exactly. Okay. I see it. Yeah. So what about you though? I think both. Mm-hmm. I think when I feel like I'm being competitive, mm-hmm. sometimes it's with people that I actually don't know in real life. And I think that's always the safest, right? Yeah. I feel, yeah so it'll be like, everybody. you know, maybe... You are online a lot and you start noticing that everybody your age is like buying homes or they're doing something. And then you're like, okay, you know, that's a phase in my life I would like to also be in. Maybe you're not there yet. So for me, it's always been safer when it's people outside. I think when it's close, I don't necessarily put myself in the mindset like I need to have exactly what the person has. But I'm able to be happy for people like in their season that they're in. Yeah. For me, the times that it's been negative has been when I've been on the receiving end. So a lot of times, like, I don't even realize that I'm just existed in my life. Mm -hmm. And maybe for some reason, it only takes me when I'm looking back retrospectively Mm -hmm. to realize that, okay, maybe, yeah, this individual did look up to me. But what I've always experienced is like people who, quote unquote, look up to me. But then for some reason, somehow it goes from like looking up to me to then like being very resentful of me to then being kind of like envy 
hideous or whatever and that's always like where i don't know how it gets there mm. and then it kind of catches me off guard then i don't know how to process it and then we talked about it i think what two weeks ago like i just cut off or i just back away oh, and yeah. i just because i'm just like i don't even know what to do with this so yes i think our life i say everybody does not have a competitive spirit i feel like it's always there for the main part i think i always try to ask myself questions so if i experience something with somebody and then i'm like oh man i really really want this then i ask myself do i want this because it's something that would be beneficial for me or do i just want it because that person has it mm-hmm. so a lot of times and i feel looks, like yeah they're making it look good or they're making it look like it's be- like it's more beneficial to them yeah it looks good on them or they're mm-hmm. they're successfully doing it and they're yeah. gaining things from it but then it's like but it might not be you I'm know say, the best for me if you do like, it you're gonna do it again at your own expense yeah so it's like and i learned that lesson very early on like mm-hmm. let's say it was a group of us kids we we're all doing something mm-hmm. everybody might be able to get away with it but for whatever reason whatever you want to call it my chi or my <laughs> luck or whatever word you want to use mm-hmm. I'm always going to get caught. So for like the longest time, a lot of times, like I wouldn't do things out of the rules or not, you know, like I will always follow the rules because I always just felt like it was always different for me. Like even when I was in college, yeah. like there are so many college students that go out and they party and they do stuff. Yeah. I promise you, like one of the handful of times that I did go out and I do that, mm-hmm. I got a ticket and that was such a big oh. deal. Yeah. Back in the day to get a ticket for. Yeah. Mm hmm. And I, I did that because, yeah, it was, it was you know, college, all mm-hmm. that stuff. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to at that time. But, yeah, so that's always been my luck. So that has always kind of kept me in line anyways because I'm like, okay, I can't really do what everybody else is doing or compare myself. So, like, I think last week when we were talking, when I said my life is always abnormal to me anyways, where I'm like, what works for others don't work for me. Mm-hmm. The things that sometimes it seems like it comes easy to others, I have to work so hard to get to it. Mm-hmm. So I think I spent parts of my life sometimes, like, feeling like, why me? And then as I grew, then I got to the point where i'm just like you know what it's just different like other people they're able to do these things and they get here or they're able to get away with this and get away with that i don't have that in my life and then i'm not a good liar too so (laughs) (laughs) so i was never the kid that's gonna be like oh make up some whole story like no i'm just gonna tell the truth because i just can't even lie So I just came to just accept that. So, yeah, for me, for that part, I think I do, quote unquote, look up to people or people might have something like I have friends that, you know, or like I'm giving the example of a home that bought homes before we did or did, you know, and in every moment that I can remember, like I was very um, happy for them very gracious buy housewoman gifts when i'm invited to you know events and all that stuff and And you know yeah exactly you know i love to decorate so i'll be like oh we can shop together for your home or we can do this or like so like when my turn came then it wasn't like oh i had been like sitting here hating on this person or that person or Mm -hmm. any of that but yeah for me the thing that shocks me is when i can then tell that okay this comparison or maybe the person has done it in an unhealthy way because for me it always blindsides me like like when I'm on the receiving end of it and I'm like, whoa, what was that about? And right. then so it's not fun being on that part either. Like it kind of causes you to look back on your whole like situation, your journey. Yeah. It's like, OK, but I worked hard for this, too. So mm-hmm. if anything, I hope it would inspire you and keep you inspired rather than invoke some kind of negative reaction mm-hmm. towards me. And I used to look back and just be like, oh, what could I have done differently? And then I got to the point where I'm like, no, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility because I get to experience the same thing where I get to see somebody maybe excelling and they're ahead of me. And if I have to learn how to deal with it in a healthy way, then mm-hmm. it's not my job to now take on for somebody. You know, they have exactly. to learn how to deal with things in a healthy way too because exactly. there are people out here in this world that have more than me in so many ways. And you don't see me like, 
like, you know, pulling out my hair because of it. So, yeah. Or sometimes like I think people misread things like you might think like I might feel some kind of way and that's why I do X, Y and Z. And all that it takes is for you to like ask me a question and then I can explain myself. Because yeah. there's assuming character until you act, like, actually talking to the person mm-hmm. and getting out, maybe not blatantly putting your expectations that you have of them mm-hmm. into their face, but like just asking them questions to see who they are. Since we're talking about competition, mm-hmm. it's like you could be trying your best to like say buy a house. Like you, you see people around you, you know, your age, like in, in your um like your cohort you're exactly mm-hmm. your general like the people around you and it's like okay everyone's doing this and maybe not everyone's talking about how they're doing it but then because you think it's so hard for you and then like you place that concept of ease onto everybody else until mm-hmm. you actually like you know open up to everybody else that are doing the same things as you mm-hmm. and then you kind of like see how it maybe that ease is not there for everybody or that you know that just like everyone getting to the top so quickly, so fast, or even if it wasn't so quick and so fast, but they're just showing the end rather than them, you know, they didn't document the whole the in journey. between. Yeah, exactly. nobody ever shows the image. Like they always say on social media, you don't see the bad days. You don't At see all, all the, yeah. all you're seeing is a highlight reel. So you're here feeling bad about yourself because you think all this person does is enjoy 24 seven. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. That's and a complete lie. Like, and and then of- I, we, we say we want authenticity on mm-hmm. social media, but we really don't. Because then, like, when people actually show authenticity, sometimes it takes Nobody away, like, the it. allure, yeah. right? You want to live in your little fantasy. So if this person comes through and all they show is all the luxury things they buy and all the wonderful trips they go right. on, you tune on to the channel. But if they come through and they're like, you know what, I've been depressed or whatever, I bet you're going to see, like, there's a lag in, like the views there's a lag and maybe like some of the followership like there's always going to be because people like to like live in the fantasy and then they even want that person to just manifest that fantasy for them it seems like everybody just starts out at 100 Mm percent, or when you see everybody they are at 100 percent. but then that Mm -hmm. goes to like what you were saying and what we were talking about before we even started filming is the glamour that it is always that's just always there with social media everything Mm -hmm. is glamorized everything is romanticized everything Mm -hmm. is has to be perfect but not at the same time Mm -hmm. so since it's like you know we always go back to our generational you know topic to make it a cross-generational conversation Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a lot of the difference in our generation though because it's like we care more to be perfect and you guys no no no, no. i think we care more to be perfect because i feel like okay say with starting a business right Mm -hmm. it's like in your generation not your age but like back then i feel like when people were like say for the example starting a business you would look around you and see that everyone's struggling and it was like oh everyone will talk about the hustle or you know everyone's building from the ground up mm-hmm. everyone's hustling everybody's working hard mm-hmm. it's like you know a friend yeah, that it was is your badge of honor to ex- hustle to right. show right to show all mm-hmm. your everything that you lost or how much you fell and got back up Mm -hmm. and then you share like the 100% then you share your peak but I feel like with our generation you look around everybody's already at 100% 100%, and that's how people or the illusion of 100% exactly and then you wonder why they said everybody is depressed right now everybody is well yeah because you're creating these standards that nobody really for real nobody lives up to even the people that are portraying the standard don't even live up to it even like the older okay like okay let's say like girls in mom generation that are a little bit older than me and then the idea being pushed 
that I only hang around the girls that make some 100k. Oh Lord, there's there's such a thing. We're outside every night, but we're also making money. It's like first of all, not everybody does that, and it's like you have like a common. There are people your age making a hundred thousand and only hanging out with people your age making a hundred thousand. Yes. Oh Lord. Social media. They're peers. Exactly. That's when we were eighteen, we were just happy to get a job at McDonald's. Saying. What happened to that? Times Why do have I not changed. have to make 50K in a week to be your what girl, what? Or to be deemed as successful or to be deemed as doing something with your life. And but that just like- shows the age too. I think maybe that's what it is. It's a bad combination because this is probably the first generation where you guys have upward mobility in a rate that we have never had before. So what you're meeting is people are talking about it. Like the girls that are, you know, they're older than you a little bit, but maybe they're in their mid twenties or something. And they're out here making like 250,000 because they have like an IT job or something like that. And so you're finding people who are making more money, but they're at a younger age. Like those, those kind of figures used to be something that somebody waited till they were in their forties or Mm fifties to start earning that amount of money. And then now you're earning it at 25 and so what you're coming to find is like yeah when you can afford certain things or certain doors open to you but you don't even truly understand them yet because you're like mentally or developmentally you're not even there yet to fully appreciate them or understand them how you should right it's that mismatch Mm -hmm. and then it alters reality too because some of the younger ones uh, whatever they call themselves is it alpha generation coming behind Gen you guys alpha, yeah. i mean i feel bad for them sometimes because i'm like their whole world is so skewed because yeah i know they're yeah. gonna be kids out here who think like if i'm at 20 and i'm not making like two hundred thousand dollars i am a failure because all my peers that are 20 years old have this and they have that they and they're houses. you know And it's like, no, we're just living in a time where it's like the wild, wild west out here and we're trying out different things. But remembering that not everybody is able to have that. And when you don't, it's okay. Yeah. Because even at my age, I feel like I battled with that a couple years ago, if we're going to be honest. Like even when we talk about competition, Mm -hmm. I think I felt like I was doing the media stuff for so long and I never saw the results that I wanted to see from it. So like if I look around and I'm like, man, I feel like I was there when this person's story started or I saw this person, how like they got to where they are now. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I apparently don't have the secret sauce or I don't know what it is that, you know, they're able Mm -hmm. to do. And then for me, it took me being... I think when I went through loss that was very close to me, then I had to reevaluate everything in my life. Hmm. Then I really had to look at everything and I'm like, you know what? Okay, maybe that didn't work out when I tried out. Maybe I gave up on that dream too soon or I did the, like, you know, I had yeah. to do a lot of, a lot of self search. I had to hold myself accountable and then I had to be okay with the fact that, okay, that didn't pan out, but it doesn't mean that something else won't. And then I also had to evaluate for myself, what does success mean? So I'm like, okay, if I learned the lessons that I needed to learn then, and I'm a better person today for it. Yes, it didn't pan out how I wanted it to, but that person's story is their story and my story is mine, you know? Yeah, And it's never too late to start over. I feel like a lot of self-work. Yeah. Inner reflection. Yeah. Looking on the inside. And always ask yourself why, 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 why you're doing something. Uh So if you even, yeah, if you have a goal, find it right there. 
Because if you can't even answer your own question or your your answer to your question is something mm-hmm. you feel like you have to force out of yourself yeah. and you know it's not true to yourself, you know it's either like superficial or it's just inauthentic and it's just like you don't feel it mm-hmm. or you, you're aware that it comes from a place that is sparked by envy or you just want to yeah. be in someone's place so bad that you forget that you're still you. Like you And still your have- place is also warranted. Your place is also needed. Right. Like if everybody in the world, for example, we all became lawyers, what are we gonna do? If everybody we need was lawyers, a I mean, we, yeah, exactly. We need <laughs> we need the doctors, right. we need the nurses, we need the IT people, we need like every. So then, when you think of it that way, like we live in such a big, big world, and mm. everybody has something to contribute, no matter how small you are. It's- so I think once you let go of that pressure of like oh, this person's doing this, so I must do this. Or they reach one million followers, and so now I have to rush to get a, a million followers. Ask yourself, FOMO. what does it even mean? Yeah. What What are you even going to do with that? And sometimes you think you want something, but you're not even ready for it. Like, what if you do get the million followers and then the you mentality you're supposed to have, exactly, you don't how you to handle it, you don't even know how to handle you, it, all, right? Then you look at everything you had to do to mm-hmm. even get to this point. Now you have a million followers, so you got to do even more to keep those million followers or to get two million Or followers. the machine to sustain the million. Right. Like when when then, people get to those right. numbers, there's a they whole team behind them. The yeah. So you need more people mm-hmm. and you need to think outside of the box, like even more, mm-hmm. like you got to be outlandish you gotta be so then you really have to want to do it then Mm -hmm. and it's like if you don't really want to do it then you're gonna i feel like that's a lot of that's another thing like you can really realize that a lot of us i feel like with like the new age of social media if we really find ourselves not doing what we really want to do we're going to like push an agenda or push a lifestyle on ourselves that we see is popular and Mm -hmm. then we get to a certain age i feel like when we all get in our like 30s or whatever we're gonna feel like that we probably wasted our lives or something Mm. or like it was like we're not satisfied and then we're gonna find find something else to to yeah learning how to be want to keep us going learning how to be grateful Mm-hmm. Yeah, gratitude. Grateful for what you have. Right, for the right now. For where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Look around you. I bet you, even when you feel like, oh, I haven't done this or this person, like, there's still things that you have accomplished now. There's still places that you have been now that's way better than where you were five years ago, two years ago, three years ago. That's why they really say you should be your own competition. And that is so true. Like, all oh, you have period. to do is journal. So good. No, for real. Like you, if you journal and you say, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is where I'm going. And then maybe you come back to those old journals. Then that's all it takes to remind you like, man, okay, five years ago, I was just scrambling just to get into a studio apartment. And now I have, you know, a town home. Mm -hmm. So even though I don't necessarily have the house that I want yet, but hey, I went from a studio apartment to a town home. So yeah but if you're comparing now yourself to your friend like um i remember somebody asking me like why is it all all the people that are like in their early 20s are now buying homes and they're buying like these huge homes and i'm Mm -hmm. like well we have like the age of social media we have the economic times i mean yeah right after the pandemic i think everybody was seeing economic success in a rate that we will probably never ever see it again so yeah There were a lot of people and now now you have young people that are also more educated too. So you have social media, but you also have people that are more educated than we've ever been, especially us, you know, African and African-Americans. So yeah, you're seeing a lot of upward mobility and I'm happy Mm -hmm. for us. I think for the first time in our lives, we are breaking generational curses, but Mm -hmm. we also have to remember that we're 
still so new to this game. So when we're playing it, like we have to take it easy. We have to be at right. ease and we have to know that if there's a status quo that existed to keep us in certain spaces, that status quo is not just going to ease up now and be like, oh, since y'all have made it now, it's good. No, if you keep playing this rat race out here, the carrot just keeps getting moved more and more. Because there's, yeah, there's also really no race to win either. Well, there is a race. What do you mean? That's what, I mean, okay, if you are in college and everybody in your cohort that's studying your same field, okay? Let's say you guys are getting your business degrees. It is a race because it's about who's going to end up graduating from the top of their class, right? Or close to it, that's going to open up the doors for that person to get the best job possible opportunities, right? Just like what we were talking about not too long ago. If you end up like graduating with a lower GPA, you limit yourself in what you're able to do. So it is a competition. Life is always a competition. That's why I think I said that earlier, like, competition is not the problem it's how you process it when you look at it and it makes you depressed about yourself question yourself all these things that's when it becomes negative but competition is healthy it pushes you to be the best that you can be so yes when you are in your college class or whatever you are in competition with every student that's in there because you want to graduate at the top of your class you want to be the best that you can be so it can open up doors for you. That's it. Plain and simple. Even in the workplace, it's competition. Like, let's say you're working for a company. People are pitching ideas. It's going to be whoever comes up with the best idea, right? That gets the project. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're never going to stop competing. But like we talked about earlier, when you now wish death on the person <laughs> or you're trying to sabotage the person and making mm-hmm. them lose their job and all these things, then now we're in the unhealthy space. So I wanted to tap on this before we left. Have you ever competed with another girl because of male attention? Because I feel like a lot of girls do that. Well, I feel like everybody's done that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I would say yes when I was like had a crush in like middle school. Oh my and gosh. like not middle school. No, no for real. There was like a boy that I liked that like a lot of people liked him. So it was like it was never a pulling hair and rushing to his class so I can see him first. <laughs> None of that. But now I feel like no. Okay. No. Maybe you get you're not in the college life yet. Cause yeah, Mimi's taking a gap year. So she's off for a year before she goes off to college. So mm-hmm. I uh, that'll be interesting when you go because yeah, I think there some girls do. I think it's dumb. I've seen it. I don't think it's smart. It's a pattern you don't even want to start. Because if I already feel like I have to compete for your attention with like, what are with we going to do other later girls, on? Then what's going yeah, on? Bro? I'm not going to be part of that. No, I'm good. No, because if anything, okay, <laughs> I don't like that. Like when a guy is, oh my, like it's just an immediate ick. Like it's just a no. Yeah. Like exactly. I, I turn my head when I see that someone is adored by a whole nation. Adored by a whole Like if every girl's drooling over you, okay, you're good eye candy, but you can keep him, girl. You can mm-hmm. have him. And yeah, maybe it's the Leo in me, but I'm like, I shouldn't have to compete for anything. Right. So. <laughs> Make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. Like, why do you have to compete? Yeah. Oh, there's no point. There's I'm no not going to compete with anybody mm. for, yeah, what not doing that. What said, only girl in the world. Mm-hmm. It is not. So, yeah, that does. Have you when you were in college? Surprise me. Again, I didn't know I was competing, but apparently I was. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Like, I thought we were cool. Then you're acting weird. Oh, because, oh, oh, okay. All right. Wait. All right. Yeah, so I don't think I ever intentionally like I'm out here like oh who gets the person first? No, right? Like, I'm, it's just it's never that's where we were. That's how we got there, and then we're there, and then 
now somebody's in their feelings so then i have to figure out i'm like wait we were cool before and now we're in, oh okay because of that all right it is what it is oh, and then i actually had somebody pull me aside and was like oh i don't compete with anybody and i was like <laughs> i wasn't either but okay, okay i am okay. the one currently in a relationship with him so oh period because i think you kind of oh, aim at that it? because <laughs> no because i think i think okay because to answer your question i don't i've never actively like competed like i didn't know if i ever was i didn't know yeah like i was not trying like dead dead serious like mm-hmm. if anybody's out there trying to figure literally. out what the what the secret sauce is just be true i never to compete you. mm-hmm I'm not lying. I promise you, I never compete because there's no point. I learned, I wasn't always, but I've learned now to be very grateful for every little thing. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of healthy competition and I'm learning now to put myself in the spaces to compete healthily because now I'm learning like, okay, yeah, there are times where it's a healthy thing for me to do and I'm going to go ahead and put myself in those situations and be the best because I know that I can and then what else about competition yeah never compete for a man always compete for your own betterment mm-hmm. put people around you that bring out the best in you mm-hmm. so True. have healthy competition and make sure the other person is aware if you're competing with them but they know you're competing with them then you're just being jealous Ooh. but Classic. yeah let the other person be aware like oh you know i look up to you or you motivate me or when i see you doing this like and sometimes the people like to hear that like i want to hear that and then i'm like okay what is weird is like when somebody assumes that because they have achieved more than you that you're automatically like envious or jealous i don't always like understand that because i'm like no Mm. it's not it's just sometimes like there might be things there in that individual and that person that has always kind of been like throwing you off or maybe it's weird and then now when they have success and then if that person feels like oh i came through and i passed you from where you are Mm -hmm. those habits that part of that person that was always maybe not good in that kind of way it comes out even more Mm -hmm. because like now they it's like they they find ways to indirectly or directly say things to you to make you feel like oh well i'm better than you now or right, i'm more than in your you. face yeah but still like yeah if, if somebody came up right now and they're like oh my gosh tony i want to start a blog i'm like this is everything i did wrong this is everything you should do go on and be great if they come now and say i don't know i want to start a podcast um well i'm just starting but yeah, this right. is everything i've learned this mm-hmm. is the equipment I, like i've never been that kind of person to gatekeep that's the word you guys use these days i've never been a gatekeeper i'm like because you're weird if you're a gatekeeper i'm sorry you're weird okay not necessarily weird but if you're because you're you're almost sometimes people are strategic with it i've seen some people where it's like it's not like i'm gatekeeping but like i'm saying you can kind of tell the vibe of a person if you know that person is only just coming around you just to find out what you're doing your secret sauce or whatever and all of that Mm -hmm. then yeah i can see why some people like gatekeep because it's like the spirit the spirit at which somebody comes comes is very important i still think gatekeeping makes me mad sometimes because those are the people that i say like when they then get to the point if they do surpass you or they do better than you their spirit they come back and it's like it shows to show yeah yeah, like oh remember i i was like but i'm not better or i'm doing Mm, this and you're not and yeah so So i think that's why some people yeah. yeah delicious intent yeah the the people so you always have to gauge people's characters like you you can tell the ones that you know come through and it's just for them to figure out you know i was watching this um, nigerian lady preaching and she said oh if you come and you show some people how you you fish or whatever they will steal your all your fish or something like that so (laughs) no come on analogy i know they will yeah you show them how to fish they'll come and steal your fishing rod they will steal everything oh okay i get it yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like don't gatekeep 
Don't get But yeah, you. judge if people's characters too. No, for, exactly. Before mm. you do it. Yes. I think that was a good conversation. That That's a, a good one. place to end. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground. Well, so yeah. hopefully this episode ends up making sense. Yes. Your generation competes, but you guys like to pretend like you don't compete. Our generation, we compete and you know we're competing. It's a little bit too much though. Yeah. We're now getting therapy and we're learning to scale it back. <laughs> Wow, she said we're not getting therapy. Wow, 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 We're like, you know what? Maybe I don't need the 4.5 GPA. Like, 4.5? Yeah, I graduated. Yeah, I graduated with a lot of people that had like over a 4.0. I'm like, I have a and friend. I always used to be fascinated. I was like, how do oh they get 4.5? I want to shout her out so bad. Oh, it's what? a lot of what hard am I work. judging because you want to do your utmost mm-hmm. best. And if you're just doing your best just for you, like if you graduate with a 4.5 and you're doing it because of you, not to please your parents, not to, because right. you just know like you're you, so focused, right. like you know where you want to go, hats off to you. We're talking yeah. about the people who are doing it for other people or to sh- then now have something that they can feel like they will put up on other people. Like, ah, look at me, I'm my 4.5. Yes, yes, look at you and your 4.5. <laughs> I'm still clapping though, still round of applause, but yes, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at you. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord so before we go our music for this week song of the week so mine is simmer down by black sheriff oh my gosh i played that song for like two days straight i don't know what it is about the way that man sings and he's like maybe I 21 years voice. old yeah he's 21 he's super young okay, how old is black sheriff that we were watching that was the first time i've seen what he really looks like really that man the is tall, lanky. sorry he's attractive don't care him and the tall Skepta. lanky guy the tall lanky one is black sheriff wait which one the one with the bucket hat that's umudubu black Black Sheriff was cute too. Wait, he was not tall and lengthy. Wait, are we Black Sheriff is tall and skinny. He is. Umudubu Black is the one. Oya ho. Oya ho, oya ho, oya ho. That's the one that's saying oya ho. Yeah. He looked cute in the video. But um, I'm not saying he's not cute. I'm just saying I hope you know the right one. He's Black Sheriff. Yeah, how old is he? 22. 22, yeah. He's very young. 22. Yeah, he started like. He's only four years old. Of course I messed up. Who never messed up hands in the end? No hands. <laughs> no heart. Ooh, I, I that know. That's another one. Black Sheriff, simmer down. Yeah. It kind of goes in line with what we're talking about this week. Like, you know, life might be tough. It might be going wrong. You might feel like, you know, life is having its way. Yes. But it's like reminding I yourself. stuck, everyone. Like, yeah, calm down. Take it easy. Just... It's all going to come out. To, I, I don't know. Maybe that's why that song was speaking to me. Because, like, I know I've had those conversations with my head, with myself before. Like, Tony, simmer down. Take it easy. You got this. Like, simmer, 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 it, might not, simmer down. it might not be where it needs to be, but you got it. It's okay. Right. You got it. Okay. Girl. Simmer down, girl. Okay. My song of the week is mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia by Mr. Easy. Yeah. I've heard that song. Is that from his new album? It's your boy Easy. Oh, my goodness. I love his relationship, him and his wife. It's so weird saying that. Him and Tammy, they have such a cute relationship. I don't know who that is. That's his wife. They just got married. Oh, really? This song is from 2021. Off of his EP called something else. Oh, there's a song on that album. Ibi Mado, Ibi Mad. Yeah, that's my song right there. Uh Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Saudi Arabia has been in my ears. I have hyperfixation moments for hours on end while I'm at work. And when I'm driving, it will be on repeat. I'm the same thing. That's what I'm saying. When I heard the Black Sheriff song for the first time, Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop playing it. Yes. So then like if I posted online on Instagram, I added it to my post. Like, (laughs) and then I just kept playing it and playing it. And then it's good. I was just like, ah, it's just so Mm -hmm. I was even playing it while I was sleeping. Are you 
Yes, because when I came back from work, oh, it was kind of noisy and whatever. So then I put it, uh, the headphones in. I've done that And before, then I turned it down and I slept and I woke up and the song was still playing. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so for like that's five that, hours. That's so real. <laughs> that song is definitely going to be in my top songs for Spotify next year. Oh my gosh. Years. Oh, I was literally thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. the, the song I think I requested last week, Coffee by Odile. When I wake up, that's the song I play. I was like, okay, because my Spotify wrapped for the, for next year is already looking like this is yeah, the top This song. is the one. Like, yeah. And we're very early in the year. We'll see. Well, yes. Yes. Well, thank, thank you, you guys for listening to us. I know this was a longer episode and we hope you had some nuggets here and there to take mm-hmm. with you. And remember, the only competition is yourself. Hey. Compete with yourself. Compete Coded by with others Antonio sometimes, but make sure it's healthy competition. They know and you know. Right. When they do, right. yourself do. And then you guys right. love and support each other. You guys go out and say, ah, this is my friend or this is right. my sister. She's doing this. And they do the same thing for right. you. So <laughs> that kind of competition, that's what we do. All the unhealthy ones, whatever, we're living in behind. No. We ain't doing that no more. You can keep no. to the left, to the left. Hey, Beyonce, hey. We, how do we always find a way to bring Beyonce back to this? Okay. Okay. No, and because I did go two episodes without bringing her up, but, but oh, I will get back I, to I promise you, you brought her up in the last Okay. Episodes. And that's my goal. Oh my gosh. We're done. We are definitely going to the left. We are exiting. <laughs> we have exited. Exited. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You just finished an episode of Banta with Tony and Mimi. We just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Have a wonderful day.